Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, it's just us. Just us. We share what our family has been doing during the quarantine. I tell you the jokes that my wife does not like. So hopefully you enjoy these bad dad jokes better than my wife has. So hope you enjoy this episode of Tell Us a Good Story. The story of my life, I take her home, I drive all night to keep her warm in time. It's frozen. Right, so. You can take a deep breath here. All right. Kids are in bed. Oh, yes. Tate, yes. our two-year-old, is put down for a nap. Thank you, Jesus. I just came out of the basement. Thank you, Jesus. To record this episode with you. And <laughs> I think this is going to be fun. Okay. All right. I know you had a rough morning, but I think it's going to be fun. So I have intentionally not told you anything about what I want to talk about here on this episode for a reason, because I want to see your reaction organically. Okay. And I want people to hear your natural reaction the first time you, you hear this conversation okay. or the first time we have this conversation. Okay. So listeners have asked us actually that they would like more of us and not have a guest every single time. Really? Which is very nice. That's so nice. And I'm not making this up actually. <laughs> okay. okay. I didn't plant that. Okay. So I think what we'll do episode 20, episode 25, we'll have us instead of a guest. Okay. Just share some of the things that go on at this house and some of our fun stories. All right. Right. So, the first thing, I want to give listeners a couple stories about what's been going on in our house, okay? And let's do a story of each of us over the past week. Okay. All right? And you can just chime in whenever, okay? So, with me, you informed me last week that it would be in my best interest to start wearing a hat. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) So I am now wearing a hat in every podcast, everywhere we go, because even having it, the hair paste, hair gel put into it, you're like, yeah, you need, you need a hat. But in all fairness, I offered to cut your hair, not cut trim, just trim it a little bit. You did. Yeah. But here's the thing. I have seen you trim our two-year-old's hair. False. And I am not impressed. No, no, no. Yes, no, no, no. I am no, not no, impressed. No, 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 no. So you saw it done the very first and second time. Beginner, <laughs> amateur. Now, did you notice? Did you know what? I purposely did not tell you. I trimmed his hair over the weekend. Did you notice that? Yes. You did not. I did. I noticed around his ears. Yes. Oh, that's where I did it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's not much of a straight line here, Tate man. <laughs> So, so, I was so proud of myself. Oh, I, I didn't say anything. So I would rather walk around with a hat on than walk around with a haircut that looks like oh, someone pulled a prank on me. Dang it. Yes. Hey, you know what though, babe? You shaved your own head and I could do better than what you did. So I'm just going to keep it at that. I'm cl- Yeah, I'm getting close to trimming, trimming my hair. You actually so, could do it. We'll see. We'll see. So, enough about me. Moving on to Tate. Tate, our two-year-old, is a handful. And last week, I was mowing the grass. 
And all of a sudden, I see Tate running on the road in our cul-de-sac. And thankfully, we have a very quiet cul-de-sac, a very quiet neighborhood. And this huge cul-de-sac that we have, it's just, of course, this big circle with a common area in the middle of that. And so he's just running around. And I'm like, who's that kid? You know, (laughs) who's... Whose child's that? And I'm like, wait, what is Tate doing out here? And I look at you and you're running down the driveway (laughs) trying to go get him. And thankfully, there's no cars coming or else I would have dropped what I'm doing and sprinted out there on the road. But that little dude is a handful right now. Mm. Absolutely a handful. And that kind of proves, literally, he just just wanted to run, I think. Yeah. He's going to exert some energy. Yeah, he's been in the house way too long. And it was great because last week we had a couple days where it was nice and I could get him outside. But when it's 40s, low 40s, I just, I keep him inside and I need to figure this out. So Elle, our four-year-old, is our silly child. And we could talk about Elle. I could give you 50 stories on Elle. I'm out in the garage, like cleaning something up in the garage. Elle opens the door and she's just frantic, like it's an emergency. Dad, dad, come here, come here. And I'm like, what? She's like, I just saw mama put Tate's toys in a bag. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And she's like, it means mama's getting ready to give Tate's toys away to somebody else. Come quick. It's This is terrible. <laughs> and so... I still didn't know what she was talking about in the bag. And so I walked in the house, grabs my hands, like runs, runs me to the front door and noticed you had some grocery bags with Tate's toys inside that you apparently had sold on mm-hmm. Facebook and you were putting them out on the front step. And she's just frantic. Like, this is terrible. I've seen this before. Mama's giving our <laughs> toys away. Next is Emmy. Emmy apparently was educated over the past week or two on what a woman's period is. Did you have any conversations with Emmy <laughs> in regards to what a period is? What a woman's cycle is? Yes. 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 So the other day I'm in the bathroom. I go to blow my nose and <laughs> there was some blood on the toilet tissue paper. Okay. And I said, I was like, Oh, what is that? Cause it surprised me. Yeah. Okay. So Emmy came over and like she was concerned, like, oh my gosh, what's in the tissue paper? And so she looks at it and she's like, oh, daddy, I know what that is. Did you start your period? <laughs> like, <laughs> like she was all proud. I like, know that. like, oh, I know what that is. Yep. Did you start your period? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, your mother needs to maybe re explain this. <laughs> cycle thing to you because you obviously don't know what this is oh apparently i was trying to make it as vague as possible apparently yes because she doesn't need to know everything right now oh, she obviously old. does not know everything right yeah, now she d- yeah that didn't go yeah i'm gonna so, work on that one anywho yeah you may need to have another conversation with her at, her at some point okay okay moving on to you I don't know if this is too soon to mention, but I'm going to take that risk anyway. All right. So you and I cannot possibly be the only couples out there, the only husband and wife who are starting to get on each other's nerves. Oh, yeah. During this quarantine time. Yes. So. Yes. 
last week. Well, before I go there, <laughs> one thing in our book, for those of you who are reading our book, thank you. Yes, thank you. For thank, you. thank you. Thank it's you. It's called You Met Her Where? And it's on our website, kevinstep.com. It's also on Amazon right now. Here very soon will be on some other online retailers. But in the book, I talk about you being a unicorn. Okay. And there's one section where I joke about marrying a unicorn, <laughs> but I quickly found out when you marry a unicorn, you have to keep them fed. Okay. Because if you don't keep a unicorn fed, they can snap at you every now and then. And if you that unicorn is either <laughs> if that unicorn is hungry and pregnant, I am just going to try to work late at all times. Okay. So I I joke about that. All right. So last week we had a situation where we're having dinner. It's me at the table with the kids. You made breakfast for dinner, which was awesome. French toast. Okay. And you're starting to get a little short with us. Okay. And L is getting fussy whiny for who knows why. Okay. Whether it was, she didn't have, she had too much syrup on her French toast or she didn't have it cut correctly. Who knows what it was. Okay. So you kind of chirped at her real quick and she starts crying. Okay. I have seen this movie before. I know that you are hungry. I know that you are hangry. And I know you just need to eat. So I'm trying to calm little L, our four-year-old, down. And I say, it's okay, L. Here, let me cut your food. Do you need more syrup? You know, don't worry about mama. She She just needs to eat something. And when I say she needs to eat something, I feel this dagger this dagger of your eyes looking at me okay and i try to ignore it and so i'm ignoring it just looking down and the dagger's not going away kind of like what you're doing right now to me Mm -hmm. and i look at you and you mouth to me you don't say it out loud but you mouth to me don't you dare (laughs) 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 i'm like what do you mean don't you dare I am. I don't need to eat anything. And I go, oh, okay, you're you're not hungry. Okay, I'm sorry. And then you're like, I am just tired of being disrespected around here. <laughs> <laughs> and, yep. I, and I go, and I at that moment, I think it's funny that you are not going to acknowledge that you're hungry and that you're hangry. And again, I have seen this movie before. So... Apparently you haven't though. So because you keep chirping and talking and you know you just need to be So at that point I go, "Oh." And again, I'm in the calmest voice possible. I'm like, "Oh, okay. This is a matter of respect. You're not hungry." Is is that what you're saying right now, Steph? You're not hungry. Is that what you're telling me? And there's you, a, do you and guys see how he just keeps going on and on <laughs> and when he really just needs to be quiet, but he just likes to have like the last word in this because he thinks he knows me so well. That's honestly, he has no clue. Keep finishing so then I'm going to add to the story. So I say, okay, so it's, this is a matter of respect. This is that you're, you're hungry. Is that what you're saying? You're not hungry. Is that what you're telling me? And so there's a slight pause and you just keep staring at me 
and you're like, I'd be careful if I were you. (laughs) (laughs) So so (laughs) it reminds me of the t-shirt that we got your sister for Christmas. Mm -hmm. So you and your sister are so similar and you have two modes of operation. Okay. Mode number one is I love you so much. I am so excited to see you. I love life. This is going to be an amazing day. Mode number two is I will cut you. (laughs) And that's what that moment was right there. All right. Kevin, I will give you props. You were so calm. Like usually he starts getting frustrated, but he was so calm and so caring. And then until he said, mama just needs to eat. Oh, no, 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 no. You have been in the basement quietly working all day. Don't you dare. Don't you dare (laughs) say you just need to eat, mama. No, 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 no. I have been. And not to say, I also get up before anybody else to get my workout in. So I'm up before everyone else. Then I'm taking care of everyone else. My husband gets to come up the stairs. Open the door. All the, the kids greet him and hug him. And then he gets to have a nice dinner. Nice dinner. French toast, but he was thrilled. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, mama just needs to eat. And then he just keeps talking. I'd be and careful then, if I were you. Yes. And then I'm like, don't you dare. And he's like, oh, mama really needs to eat. <laughs> Is this a matter of respect? I'm like, seriously, quit talking. You are just digging this hole, digging it. And I'm just like, just, 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 just stop talking. And oh, uh, so yeah. So let's, let's, I'm curious that was a rough to moment. hear what listeners think but, about that. But, but here's the thing. So this proves my point. After you ate, we didn't, we did talk for a little bit. Okay. For a couple hours, we get to bed and again, you had eaten, you feel better, your belly's full and you're like, I just want you to know, I didn't like you very much over dinner. <laughs> So it doesn't sound like you'd like that story. Probably not. So still too soon to, to bring that up, it's apparently. A little, a little, right. yeah. Well, let me bring up something else my wife does not like. She does not like my jokes. Oh, they're terrible. Some are good. 90% terrible. So I've told Steph a few jokes over the past couple of weeks. And she's a tough crowd. She prefers stories, I think, over... A joke. Here's the thing. Sometimes he thinks he's so funny. He can't even finish his joke without laughing. And I'm just like, you, you just, you ruin it. Like your, your build up to it. You're already laughing because you think you're hysterical and it's not that funny. Okay. So let's let our listeners determine whether these are funny or not. Okay? okay. So listeners, when we post this episode on social media, feel free to leave a comment. Do you like these jokes? Please leave me a comment whether you think this is funny or if my wife. Are you team Kevin or are you team Steph? Okay. That's really what I'm asking. All right. Joke number one. I'm going to go through a couple of these. Okay. All right. This one I think you actually did like. What do you call a pastor in Germany? What do you call a pastor in Germany? I know it already. A German shepherd. (laughs) Do you like that one? 
It's okay. Oh, it's okay. All yeah. right. So I'm I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So like five out of ten? Yeah. But it's because I've heard it already. All right. Here's the next one you did not like. For a single guy, what is the best part about dating a homeless woman? Okay, you're rolling your eyes right now. I'll say this again. For single guys, what is the best part about dating a homeless woman? The best part is after your date, you can just drop her off anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And this is what I deal with. He just thinks he's funny. Tough crowd. I'm hoping someone is laughing at this. Just drop her air, air. How about this? Drop her off anywhere. All right. Next joke that you don't like. I heard this from a buddy of mine, and I thought this was hysterically funny. You did not. This comes when someone asks about you and your family, uh, children, and you're you're being introduced. Okay. So he says, "Yes, I will act as if it's us." Okay. Okay. Yes, Steph and I have been married. 15 years now, we have three kids, eight, four, and two. I know those are kind of weird names to give your kids, but that's what we picked. <laughs> Terrible. How does he think he's... Fu- like, you guys, Team Stephanie, please tell me you are Team Stephanie, because this is, this is what I live with. Okay. Another joke. All right, so this actually happened. Same, same friend told me this joke. I think you need new friends. Okay, so some, <laughs> so my friend was having breakfast with someone in his church, okay? My friend brought his son along, who I'll say is eight years old, all right? Having breakfast at, I believe it was Cracker Barrel. And they go out to the lobby in the store, and there's a pony in the store, one of those stuffed animals. The eight-year-old is looking at this stuffed animal and kind of eyeballing it, all right? So... The individual who my friend had breakfast with was like, hey, do you, do you like ponies? Do you like horses? And eight years like, yeah, I, I love animals. Love ponies. He's like, okay. How about this? Let's play a little game here. If you can tell me the animals that I'm about ready to mention, I will buy that stuffed animal for you. Okay? He's like, okay. So if you answer these three questions, I will buy that stuffed animal. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get all excited. Let it play along. Okay. Tell me this. Now you got to act like you're the kid. Okay. What animal sounds like this? Oink, oink. A pig. A pig. Very good. And, he said, and so my buddy's like, hey. He's like, hey, wow, this kid's really smart. Hey, he knows his animals. Okay, this is good. All right. All right. He's pretty good. I got uh, to have to step up my game here. Okay. Question number two. What animal makes this sound? Rough, rough. A dog. A dog. He's like, oh, okay. All right. You're pretty smart. You are really smart. Okay. I, I may, you may be leaving with a stuffed animal today. Okay. I'm, I'm going to start getting my wallet out here. Okay. You just got to answer one more question here. He's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting all excited. Yeah. Okay. What animal makes this sound? <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so, it's so the kid's like, uh... Donkey? He's like, oh, you're so close. He's like, what we were looking for was wounded moose. I'm so sorry. It's a wounded moose. Oh, you're so close. You were so close to that stuff. Well, maybe, maybe next time. And so this kid is just like <laughs> demoralized. 
And my buddy's like, did you really just do that to an eight-year-old? Just get him all excited and just crush him with a sledgehammer, his hopes that he's going to get the stuffed animal. Wounded moose is what he's looking for. I live with this man. (laughs) He has told this joke so many times, and this is his reaction every time. He thinks he is so funny. I don't think I'm funny. I think the joke is funny. I think that story is funny. Uh Uh-huh. You are a tough crowd, I'm Mrs. Mason. I'm not a tough crowd. Come on. Team Kevin <laughs> out there. If you thought that was funny, shoot me a comment. Team Kevin. All right. Next. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give another joke here. This is from my dad. Okay. Okay. This is one of the jokes that my dad, it was probably my dad's favorite joke growing up. He would tell it a lot. So, stuff. There was this Indian reservation and this little kid went up to his dad, who's like a chief. He's like, Dad, I don't understand why everybody's always making fun of my name. I'm so sad. Can you tell me the story again how you, how you gave me my name? And the Indian chief's like, sure, son. He's like, I, I've told you once. I've told you many times, but I'll, I'll tell you again. He's like, son, when your older brother was born, I looked out our teepee, and the first thing I saw was a running deer. So I named your older brother Running Deer. Then when your sister was born, at that moment, I looked outside our teepee and I saw a turtle dove. So we named your sister Turtle Dove. So frankly, I don't understand what the confusion is there, pooping dog. (laughs) So So the joke is... The Indian chief named his son Pooping Dog because he looked out his teepee and that was the first thing he saw. Why do you even think you have to explain that to me? <laughs> because maybe you don't get that because you're not laughing. There's a reason why I'm not <laughs> laughing, but I think it's even worse that you feel like you have to explain it to me because I'm not laughing. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh my gosh, so, this quarantine needs to end. <laughs> so folks, feel free to comment. Team Kevin? Or Team Kevin. All right, Steph. So now I want to tell more of a serious story. Okay. So we started our podcast in literally the worst time you could possibly launch a podcast with this coronavirus. Because most podcasts are listened at work, on your way to work in the car, at the gym. Okay. Guess what? Nobody's driving in the car anymore. Nobody's going to the gym anymore. So I actually read an article where nobody's listening to the podcast is, is what the article was titled. And so even the, the top-ranked podcasts have seen a significant decline in their audience and the number of listeners and the number of downloads. And so I saw a big dip after the first two weeks in the number of listeners we've seen and the number of downloads. So I was starting to get a little, not concerned, but wanted to see if there's something we can do, right? So I reached out to a podcast consultant and this individual, he has been doing a podcast. I think it said he was the 40th podcast of all time, right? So now he does podcast strategy, podcast consulting. He works with corporations, companies to put together some podcasts for them, whether it's realtors or whatever. And so he is very knowledgeable about 
podcast. He actually wrote Podcast for Dummies. He's got multiple books on podcasts, including Podcast for Dummies. So I reached out to this individual and had a 30-minute conversation with him. And have you ever had someone just rain on your parade? I'm asking you. Yeah. That is what happened here. Oh, my goodness. And typically, I'm pretty mentally tough, right? We yeah, have we have been <laughs> through <laughs> hell and high water, right? We've been through a lot. That's an understatement. Of We've been through, through a few things. So I am hardened mentally to where I typically, I don't care what people think, right? Unless it is someone I trust mm-hmm. on a certain topic or it's you or our family, right? I, I don't care what others think. In this situation, I'm reaching out to someone who is a credible source, who's in the industry, has been doing this for 16 years. And so typically I trust his opinion. So I had this conversation, 30 minutes, and he just crapped all over our podcast. So I'd sent him, he needed links. So I sent him a link for a, a clip from YouTube channel. Uh, I sent him a link to our website that has all of our audio episodes. So he listened to that. And so right out of the gate, he's doesn't like the intro, does not like the audio quality of the podcast. He was recommending that we buy two $600 microphones like he has and Joe Rogan has to improve the quality of this podcast and felt like, hey, listen, if you don't have the quality of a podcast, people are going to immediately turn it off and listen to the radio or turn off and listen to a book or another podcast. And so did not like the audio quality. Felt like you need to stop doing the YouTube video. It, the production quality is terrible. It looks like you're stretching yourself too thin, which that could be true. Okay. But he was not impressed with it. He's like, you need to dedicate all your resources to the audio version, pick a format, go with it. I'm like, okay, that, that, that makes sense. And he's like, and why are you doing this? And I, I told him, you know, we have a very unique story. Uh, we've written a book and we thought a podcast one would be a way to reach an audience and tell our story, talk about our book, but also it would give families, it would give people an opportunity to listen to a podcast and it doesn't matter who's in the car with you, right? It doesn't matter if you have kids in the car. It doesn't matter if you have parents in the car, you're not going to be embarrassed on what you hear. Okay. And when I said that, he's like, that makes no sense. He's like, there are plenty of podcasts out there that you can listen to with children in the car. He's like, here's what you need to do. You need to have a podcast that focuses on people who should be dead, like you and your wife. He said, you need to, that would be your value proposition. That would be your uniqueness where you would interview guests who have a similar background to you, have a life threatening situation, and you can kind of intersperse your stories within theirs. And I'm like, that is a terrible, <laughs> that is a terrible advice. I do not want people to listen to this and be crying every single episode they listen to and just be a Debbie Downer on everything, right? So our book goes through, goes through some heavy stuff, but we intersperse our personalities yeah. in some of the funny stuff that happened over those first 15 years of our marriage, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of funny stuff happened <laughs> through my cancer diagnosis. 
at the hospital, at how people treated me at work, at the reaction I got from people from church, from people that I met uh, just picking up Chinese food, and my, my appearance did not look anything like my photo ID. There's a lot of funny things that happen, right? So he felt we needed to focus on that. That would be our value proposition. So <clears throat> when he said that, again, he just deflated me. Over those 30 minutes, there was like nothing he liked about this podcast. And he listened, I don't know how much he listened to, but he gave us zero compliments at all. However, I explained this to you and it just, it really deflated us, mm-hmm. right? Probably more so me and I tried to kind of play it off. You did well because I didn't know it affected you this bad. But I was, I was bummed, okay? And this podcast, we do not label it as a Christian podcast, okay? But I think if you're listening to it, you are going to know where we stand. Mm-hmm. You are going to know that we are people of faith when you listen to this. And I'm going to tell you a, a God moment that we had here. So that next morning, I was praying. And again, I'm deflated because I, I'm just like, I felt like, God, you want us to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. And yet, this credible source who's actually in the industry, he looks at stuff on a daily basis, does this for career, written books about podcasts, just rained on our parade. And I remember praying like, God, today, can you just, can you just give me a nugget of encouragement? And typically, I'm not someone who fishes for compliments. I don't look for compliments. But on that day, I needed to hear some encouraging words. Mm-hmm. So two hours later, I get a message via Facebook from Pastor Aaron Fry, right? And his family is like family to us, They're very right? Dear to we us. don't know Aaron that well. Mm-hmm. We know his fa- his his mom and dad and his brother and sister um, better, uh, much better than we do mm-hmm. Aaron. But he felt necessary to send me a message literally like two hours later. And he said, Kevin, I want to let you know my entire family and I love your podcast. He said, right now I am writing a book in our living room. My wife's working from home in our living room. Uh, my one daughter's doing an art project. My other daughter's doing some stol- schoolwork. We are in our living room right now. We're all around the table and we are laughing hysterically at your podcast. Please keep doing what you're doing. That afternoon, I got a, another Facebook message from a like second cousin of mine, maybe that I am, I am not seen in years. And it's Christina Raker. And she said, Kevin, I, just got your book in the mail and I read it all in one set and in not one setting, but I read it last night and then I woke up and immediately started reading it again. And she said it was exactly what I needed to hear. She needed some encouragement that day and our book made her laugh and gave her hope and some encouragement for whatever she may be going through. Then the next day, we went to our church for like an Easter drive through. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're driving through and they were handing out Chick-fil-A at, at Faith Life Church. And then they gave us a nice packet of uh, communion supplies. So we could take some communion at home. And then as we're pulling out, 
we heard somebody yell, I love your podcast. And so we, we had our windows down turn and it was Jason Frutiger. Pastor Jason Frutiger. Pastor Jason Frutiger. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And yelled out just an encouraging sentence. I love your podcast. That afternoon, I get a text from Dr. John Stoffer's mother who said, hey, I just got your book in the mail and I read it in one sitting. And she said, I just want to let you know how much we appreciate you and Stephanie's story. And this was an encouragement to her uh, as she read it. And so, again, typically I don't need compliments. I don't fish for compliments. But that was exactly what I needed mm-hmm. over the two, these two days that, okay, keep going. Doesn't matter what this guy said, right? Mm-hmm. Don't let it bother you. Just like t- things typically don't bother me. Yeah. But that did, right? So, listeners, I want to thank you because that was a God moment for me that I needed to hear. So, yeah. that was very encouraging. And I think it bothered me too. It, like he said, it, it deflated him. It deflated me. The gentleman who gave us his opinion, that's fine. You know, we're not doing it for him. We're doing it for people that need hope, that need encouragement. And you didn't tell me his idea about talking to people who almost died. Like, that's not encouraging. I mean, it might be great stories. It's unique. It's unique. But my gosh, do you want to hear about how many times people have almost been dead? Like, that's not encouraging. Like, I'd love to hear, like, we might have a couple of people on here with amazing stories, but every single week, like... That's not fun. That's not encouraging. So again, we know this is our God assignment. And when it's God's assignment, you know, he blesses it. Yes. So we just continue to pray every day before we do this, that God is putting this in the, you know, the listeners that need to hear encouragement every day or need to laugh or be inspired. So with that being said, over this this last few days, I have been excited because we're getting guests stuff that are amazing oh you guys i can't wait and i feel like so, i feel like we always say that like oh you guys wait for this one wait for this one oh wait, wait for this one but every time like and it's not like they just get better and better they their stories are just so inc- i feel like the stories we've had have been incredible and these next guests are just as incredible Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, like episode 21 will be Pastor Keith Deal's wife, Julie Deal, mm-hmm. who discusses what it's like to live with a a drug addict, Yeah, right? Because she needed healing as well, mm-hmm. getting through that experience. And, oh my gosh, I mean. I feel like, you know, you always hear about the drug addict and what they go through, but there's family, there's friends that are going through just yes. as terrible of an experience. Family's going through it. Yep. So you guys all know Pastor Keith's um, story. And From if you haven't, 12. you need to go back and listen to it before her side of the story. But it's just phenomenal. Yep. And then we've got Dan Capron, <gasps> who is a retired Big Ten official. For Fo- football. Football official. Yeah. <laughs> He has officiated national championship games. He was in the Big Ten for 20 years and has some absolutely incredible stories to share. And with him, we, I think we, we stopped it like after we talked to him for an hour. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I, I know there's some time limits here, but do you mind if we keep 
talking? Like, sure, go ahead. And so we just kept talking. And I think we talked to him for an hour and 45 minutes and we'll cut it down and make it, I think, probably two episodes. It's so good, you guys. It's yeah. so good. But, and then we have some other people that are lined up as well. And, and here's, here's the interesting thing to me, Steph. I am now working with publicists to contact their clients mm-hmm. to be on our podcast, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. That the people we're going to, that we're reaching out to, and some actually have committed to the show. They actually have people that do this, uh-huh. right? And so I'm looking forward to someday us having people yes. that can reach out to others' people yes. <laughs> to book them for our podcast. Yes. So so I'm ex- I'm excited about that. So it's like, the, can I give you one last joke here? So reaching out to guests is like the joke where at the bar, what do you call nine no's and one yes a date <laughs> so when we're reaching out for guests i don't care about the no's i'm searching for a yes that's what we're searching for and you're giving me the eye again that like that is a terrible joke this is what i live with <laughs> like he, he had hey, to put in one you? more joke because he thinks he's that funny oh <laughs> quarantine at the bar what do you call nine no's and one yes a date. And he and the thing is, you guys, do you see how he keeps saying it over and over? Because he eventually <laughs> thinks if he says it five times you might in a get row, it. that I'm gonna start laughing. And I'm just oh You're tired. I'm not I'm not tired. I'm not tired. Are you hungry? The, Listeners, if you like what you just saw, like what you just heard, please go to iTunes, go to YouTube. And subscribe, rate, review this podcast. That's the only way we'll be able to continue to produce this. Where else can they go, Stephanie? They can go to kevinandsteph.com. That's all I know, though. So, is that it? You crushed it. Yes, crushed it. Thank you, listeners. The story of my life, I give a heart. I spend a love until she's broke.